Hey gang, Ross Brand here for LivestreamUniverse.com. This is the season premiere of season six of Livestream Stars. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're having a little bit of an audio and video issue uh, behind the scenes. So definitely let me know in the chat if you're hearing this okay. Are you hearing an echo? Um, does everything sound all right? Uh, hey, Tish, good to see you. Thanks for, for joining us. Uh, our guest is Mike Murphy. I will give him a proper introduction in just a second, but I uh, want to make sure that everything's working okay. It did not pick up my external webcam, so I'm just using the built-in today, and I am using the microphone and just trying to figure out if this thing is is echoing uh, Brad Friedman says it's okay with him. Hey, Brad, thanks for thanks a lot for joining us. And guys, thanks everybody for joining us. Uh, Livestream Stars has been off since uh, mid to late May, and and so it's it's great to be back after a couple of months. It's great to see everybody. Please do share this out. Let people know that we're back on Livestream Stars is the show where we feature talented broadcasters delivering high quality content across live stream platforms and it's presented by Livestream Universe. Check it out livestreamuniverse.com. We also have a new resources page up on Livestream Universe, uh, livestreamuniverse.com/resources. You can check out gear and uh, software and other tools uh, for your broadcast. Hey, B. Smith, good to see you. Thanks so much for joining us. And our guest tonight is Mike Murphy. Mike is one of my favorite people that I've met since uh, I started live streaming. Somebody who kind of sneaks up on you. He does a podcast. He creates some tutorials online. He creates other kinds of content. And when you put it together and you talk to him uh, over time, you realize how smart and strategic and talented he is at all different aspects of business and uh, podcasting and content creation. Um, and he's the host of the Mike Murphy Unplugged podcast. He helps people solve problems with their content creation, find the right tools, and is just an exceptionally creative and uh, great guy. And it, it's an honor to have you on the show, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Ross, it's an honor to be here. That's a pretty big uh, introduction there, but I appreciate it. And I'm excited to be here. I really am. And it's been so, an honor getting to know you. So Awesome. So welcome, Mike. Um, I, I got to say, the first thing that stands out is anybody who checks out your Instagram, and I guess you put them on your YouTube channel as well, but I see them on Instagram, and that is these two-minute tutorials that you do, and each day it seems like you have a new one, and they cover some app or they cover some technical issue that you might have with your iPhone or your uh, or Adobe if you use that, Photoshop, whatever it is. Um, how did you get started doing that? And I mean, it's just so well produced. I don't think anybody does that better in, in such a short form to have it so well produced and, and offer value within that hard time limit of, of two minutes. Well, I appreciate it. They started at 60 seconds or less. It was always right. 60 seconds. I didn't have the, I didn't have the multi photo for a while. I was actually struggling with that. Um, for whatever reason, Instagram didn't get me that update where I had the, you know, the multi photo. So I had to limit everything to a minute and it's, it was, you know, definitely a challenge. Um, I think it actually helped me become a better teacher when I had to stick to that minute. Cause I really had to like 
I really wanted to make sure that I finished a complete tutorial in that 60 seconds. Um, then as soon as I got the multi-photo, I started stretching it a little bit more. So I wasn't, I felt like I was going a little too fast for a while there. Um, but I've always, I've always been the person who people have come to for like short answers. Like, mm -hmm. hey, Mike, how do I do this with my iPhone? How do I do this? You know, like really not in-depth type things. So that's always been natural for me for to answer these kind of quick questions. Um, and I've always been, I've taken tutorials for as long as I can remember. So um, I just, I love teaching. Like I love, I love sharing that knowledge that I have of all this random bit of technology and um, the tutorials make sense for me. So if you don't mind me asking, how long does it take to put one of those together? What's, what's involved? Because a, a lot of us are live streamers, right? And we do a little bit of video production, but overall, What's involved? I mean, there's music, there's graphic design, there's uh, obviously the script, there's um, video production, um, there's probably other things I'm not thinking of, the, the rights to the music or whatever. Like, talk, talk about the process and how, how you put that all together and, and what your workflow is like. Well, I did a podcast recently answering that question because a lot of people would say, hey, what tool do you use to make those? And the fact of the matter is it's like a whole hodgepodge of things that I just sort of jump from one to the other. Um, there's some things that don't work so well on my, on my computer that I struggle with. I end up using another program to fix that problem. And um, fortunately, I play with a lot of different programs. So it's not a big deal for me to jump from, you know, one program to the next. But I do a lot of my stuff. The, the daily tutorials don't take me all that long, to be honest with you. I've kind of gotten a pattern of just sort of, you know, I don't write a script for those. I sort of do a lot of those are just things that I know how to do. And I always try to do things that I think people are doing online. So like, that's always my number one thing. Like I always try to say like, these are the things that probably everybody deals with every day, like whether they're creating audio, video, or, you know, podcasting. So I try to stick to these things that I know are going to be like helpful to somebody, you know what I mean? Like, so in relevant to what a lot of people are currently doing online. So I try to pick apart these little tips that I know don't, don't have to be too involved. Um, but as far as the process, I mean, it's really, sometimes I use music, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm in front of the camera. Like if I'm not in front of the camera, it's usually because I want to be quick or I'm doing it later at night where I'm tired or, you know, like I really sort of make, I make mm -hmm. do with what I have a lot of times. Like if I have time, I'll put more effort into a tutorial where I, you know, like to be in front of the camera. Um, when I'm in front of the camera, it's harder for me. It's a lot slower. Like it takes me a lot longer. So um, I don't do as well when I'm, you know, speaking in front of the camera. So if I want to be quick, you, I'm probably not in front of the camera. Um, right, right. And then, uh, it, yeah. So, I mean, really, I do like a screencast. I often will do like a webcam screencast. Um, and then I build a lot of stuff in ScreenFlow. I use ScreenFlow for some and I use Camtasia <laughs> for some because Camtasia crashes when I use my iPhone. ScreenFlow works better for the webcam. So, like, I sort of have these, like, workarounds for a lot of things that, you know, um, I've sort of figured out what works and what doesn't, and I just will jump from one to the other. Um, but I do a lot of the editing of those quick of those quick ones in Camtasia because it's really fast for me. Um, when I'm doing, like, a real big tutorial, I'm in Premiere and After Effects primarily. Right. Um, those, those are, like, my the big guns. Um, but when the quick daily ones, they're mostly in Camtasia screen flow. And, so. and that's right there that, that shows the value that you bring to people because 
you're using so many different like most people have a favorite right like they use iMovie or they use Final Cut Pro or they use the Adobe Creative Suite or you know they're more into screencasting they use a ScreenFlow or, or Camtasia you're like running through them all right and you I wish so, I didn't have to, but you know, like I wish didn't have to but i do but that know? helps that helps you solve problems right for people because no matter what their budget is or what their resources they have in their toolbox you're able to come up with a suggestion of what that tool could do to solve a problem that they're having because you're familiar with it and um, Samantha mentioned, what's your Instagram? I apologize. I didn't mention it when we were talking before. It's at Mike Unplugged. Uh, that's also the Twitter uh, handle as well. And it's the name of your podcast. Uh, yep. It's a great podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes, Mike Unplugged. And speaking of podcasts, you're up to 99 episodes. So the episode coming out. This week will be episode uh, 100. Congratulations. And is there something you have special planned, something you can talk about? Give us a little sneak preview of what you're doing for episode number 100. Um, it's not going to be like over the top, Grant. I'm pretty low key about a lot of things. I mean, I want it to be special. Like, I think it's just going to be a little bit different. Um, I think it's like most of my tutorial or most of my podcasts are like a lesson. Like I try to take one sort of thing and deep dive into it, like something related to content creation. Like I really am doing everything basically as I'm building a you know an online business, online everything. Like I'm trying to take the things that I'm doing that I think are you know common for a lot of people who are listening, and I take that one sort of lesson or something that I'm maybe that I'm inundated with at the current time and try to make a whole podcast about that. So the episode 100, I'm going to do it a little bit different, do it a little bit more like a reflection or, you know, kind of like a like stuff that I picked up over the 100 episodes or, you know, kind of more of a behind the scenes of, you know, what what the 100 episodes have brought me or, you know, like what I've sort of gone through or, you know, right, a little right. bit more like a looking back type thing and, uh, you know, maybe what I'm going to be doing from here on out. So, um, I, yeah, I'm, like I'm proud of that, you know, but it's it's a. Uh, I don't know what to do other than just kind of make it a little bit different than, than my normal episodes. Wow. So is that a hundred episodes in a hundred weeks? Did you take any time off? What's your schedule like as far as getting them out there? I know you're pretty consistent, at least of late. So <laughs> you stay on that uh, schedule pretty tight. You know, consistency and reliability are kind of the two things that like are really I've been that way my whole life. So like if I sort of commit to something, like I've never missed a week. I've never missed, I've never missed a day. Um, I, I've created content every day since I've started my podcast, which is, wow. you know, like uh, just something that keeps me going. Like I sort of said, when I started my podcast, I was just going to try to create daily content and I've maintained that for almost two years now. Um, you know, and it's, I'm really big in consistency. I'm big in like kind of just, Sometimes it's tough for sure, but uh, I haven't missed a week in my podcast. Every Friday it comes out and uh, it's awesome. not always been easy, you know? I mean, right. like there's there's weeks where it's like, oh man, I would love a week off, you know, but um, right. I I committed to it and uh, yeah, so I show up. <laughs> welcome, Marnie. Welcome. Uh, Sabrina Cadini is here. Welcome, Sabrina. Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, welcome, Anthony. Great to see you. Thanks so much 
for joining us as well. Please do share this out. Let people know uh, Livestream Stars is back on. We have a great guest tonight, Mike Murphy from uh, the Mike Unplugged podcast. And also uh, check out his, his Twitter and uh, Instagram accounts at Mike Unplugged. And the website is MikeMurphy.co. Uh, and he's got a great, great uh, resources page there. If you're looking for gear, you're looking for stock photos, you're looking for help for your videos, anything you need, I I'm pretty sure he's got on that uh, resources page. Welcome, Don Murphy, as well. So when you look, Mike, at the challenges that people are having with content creation with technology things like that what are the themes that keep coming up or where do you see like a lot of people are, are struggling right now um i think people are struggle with time you know i think time's a big issue you know people i think there's a lot of things that people want to do um and you know they often you get overwhelmed i mean i get there as well you know like there's a million things that i want to get done I create so much, but it's yet still like there's so many things that are on my to-do list that I just can't seem to get to, you know? Um, and I think a lot of people have that sort of um, sense of like, what do I do next? Or what am I supposed to create? Because there's so many, you know, there's so many, <laughs> um, there's so many different uh, like things that people are sort of told that they're supposed to, you know, they're supposed to do podcasts, supposed to do videos, supposed to do blogs, supposed to do this. And I think a lot of people get stuck in this like, you know, I don't really know which one I'm supposed to do. Um, I think there's like an overwhelm that goes on. Um, less than like the technical side of things, you know. I mean, I try, I teach a lot of the technical, but I think a lot of the things I end up doing to a lot of people or helping people is that sort of, you know, move forward, like push, keep right. going, keep going. Like it's tough. Just keep, keep trying something. Like I'm a big believer that you have to just – like I don't I didn't know where I was going when I started the podcast day one like I knew I wanted to talk right. about certain topics um, but rather than just sort of like try to figure it out I just I just I know that the only way you're going to actually make any progress is to just keep making things and that's what I've been doing since like I'm still working on like where am I going with everything um, but I can tell you from where I started to now it's getting a lot easier and it's right. it's taken a lot of time you know like it's been it's taken time but I think that's the way to go if you're not sure. Yeah. Well, that's that's pretty awesome to reach 100. And um, congratulations and look forward to the podcast. Again, tell everybody where they can find it. I know it's on iTunes and uh, it's on your, your blog at MikeMurphy.co. What, what can people do if they want to get a hold of your podcast? You can go to MikeMurphy.co forward slash iTunes. We'll bring you right there. Um, and then... Yeah, that's probably the easiest way. You can search in iTunes. I'm actually showing up in search. You know? Nice. Not always. Uh, iTunes doesn't have the best search engine. Maybe they're getting better with the, the new, but um, I seem to show up in that. And uh, yeah, so it's uh, it should be there. All 99 episodes. I don't know if I'm going to turn the corner and I might have to I might have to look at some numbers. I have a feeling one of the things that I checked was 100 was my limit. So I have to make sure I check that to make sure they're all showing up. Uh, I know in uh, like on the back of your blog, I think there's a limit. I might have like 99. I have to, <laughs> I have to check those numbers. Right, right. Well, 
Professor is here. Peter Nez is here. Welcome, Peter. Peter is going to be the guest on Livestream Stars next week. Uh, so do come back. We're going to talk about LinkedIn video, careers, and a, a whole bunch of great topics, as well as Peter's approach to live streaming. He's been fantastic since taking over uh, as a really taking over, just taking over. I mean, the guy just burst on the scene and has been doing show after show and creating content and videos. So uh, can't wait to talk to Peter next week, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern on live stream stars tish says podcasts are awesome that she loves them um i i like them too and i was doing a podcast for a little while with uh when i was doing daily updates and then i would convert it into a podcast and i think i want to get back to doing the podcast and i'm trying to decide whether i should do something short form and original that's just in audio quality or whether people would like it if i took the audio from interviews like this and made it into a podcast. Obviously, if I do that, it fits great with the blog post for yeah. the video as well. And I can create the RSS right through uh, Blueberry plugin on, on, on the blog. So I don't know what yeah. your thoughts are about that. I'm sure other live streamers think about that too. Should their live stream content be made into a podcast or should they come up with something audio only or exclusive for for a podcast i mean i look at it for a matter of time and you know i mean your content is is what your podcast is probably going to be anyways like right. i don't think you need to reinvent the wheel if you're if you have the content done like if it makes sense for it um you know i think it works for a lot of people i think it would work in your case um to repurpose it i you know i've always been a big proponent of repurposing stuff i haven't always been good at it um, I, I need to be a lot better than I am. Um, but for your sake, I mean, it seemed like a, a natural fit for you, right. to, you know, um, and would you recommend going back and pulling out some interviews from the past if it's covers some evergreen topics? Um, or would you say just start like today will be episode one and just go forward with it? I mean, it, it sort of depends. Like I sort of look at like, all right is it going to be easier for me to do that like i'm definitely a moving forward type person like right. i have so much content in the back that i'm just i wish somebody would just pull out and let me you know like i wish i could take the time and just go back like i should um but if you have the time to do it or if you think it would make sense then do it otherwise you know i look at everything like what's going to be the least amount of like right like what's not going to stop me from doing it? You know what I mean? Like, like if right. it's going to prevent you, if you're going to hold off because it's going to take too much effort, then just do it moving forward. But um, yeah, yeah, that's a personal call for sure. But I would definitely not delay it. You know, right, right. Get started now. <laughs> um, Anthony makes a great point about distributing to uh, all the audio platforms or other audio platforms. Like yeah. people just think, uh, pi uh. uh Podcast iTunes, right? Podcast equals I, but there's other audio platforms that are, you know, popular and have reach. And, um, like Anthony mentioned SoundCloud, he listens to, um, if he's driving. Um, but there's Stitcher, there's Spreaker, there's, um, there's Google Play, there's, uh, you know, there's a lot of different, um, Forget tune in radio. There's something else. That I, I I don't even remember all the different ones that I put it on. Well, I mean, fortunately, a lot of them. A lot of them. If you're, you know, if you're using Blueberry or if you're using Lipson, you can automatically have that. You know, um, 
distribute out. So there's a lot of platforms that my podcast goes to that I honestly forgot about. You know, like TuneIn is one of them. Uh, <laughs> TuneIn uh, is what I was thinking. Yeah, but I mean, like it, it you never know, really. Google Play, I don't even, I, the last time I checked Google Play, I think I had one play. You know, that was like a while ago, but um, but it's there, you know. Um, a lot of people are putting their stuff on YouTube. I don't, I didn't really like doing that. I was, I tried that for a few episodes, mm-hmm. you know, putting that. Um, I'm not really big on putting the audio with like a video thumbnail, um, right. but you know, like people go to YouTube to listen. Like I actually have found myself, you know, listening right. to YouTube falling asleep. So, um, you know, I guess it's not, not really out of the norm to be on YouTube and, um, if you're discovered and, or, you know, just for discoverability and, uh, right. Anchor is another one that sort of was, came on strong for like a few months ago and went away and now it came back and they're, you know, Anchor's kind of allowing people to put their audio up there and, um, it's more self-created. It's a little bit different, but, um, uh, you know, audio is, there's a place for it in a lot of these platforms and you might as well. If it's not a big right. deal to distribute it, you might as well spread it out, you know, is my thought. Yeah, Mitch Jackson just joined us. Welcome, Mitch. Um, he recently launched the Mitch Jackson podcast, and he's got a wealth of great interviews that he can uh, pull from, as well as new content that he keeps coming out with. And he says he loves getting the most out of his content by repurposing good stuff um old and new so that's that's the approach that mitch is taking with his with his podcast um brad friedman had a question back in the comments let me see if i can find that uh he wants to start doing a podcast um what would be the first step to get started i would just i mean i tell people there's a couple things like the technical stuff is easy i think like, even though I like the technical stuff, that part is like the things you can sort of figure out, like, you know, rather quickly, I think. I think the biggest thing is you have to really be honest. Like, <clears throat> one, do I have the time or do I have the, am I willing to sort of put in the commitment? Because it's a lot more than just plugging in and, you know, turning on the microphone, which is sort of the way that a lot of, you know, articles might read. So, right. like, I like, do you really, are you really sort of ready to commit some time? Because it is a lot of time. My podcast is 15 minutes long. I do it by myself and it still takes me, you know, I mean, it consumes my week thinking of the topics, coming up with the topics, doing, you know, and and I don't have to, I'm not, not at the mercy of other people, you know, to interview or whatever. It's just really me, 15 minutes. And it's still a very big time commitment. So I always tell people, do you really, are you willing to commit some time? Because it's, it's going to consume you for a while. And then, you know, the next step I think is you have to really be honest with the, the topic. Like, is this something you can talk about? Because after the first 10 topics, you're sort of like, I mean, unless you're doing interviews where you really have kind of a nonstop, you know, pools of people to talk to. Right. Um, you really have to make sure that you're really into the, into the topic or else you're going to fade out. I think, um, you know, I mean, I think you really have to be like, I could talk about this for a while, you know. Well, I think you kind of pull from I don't know, Gary Vaynerchuk had talked about I saw once was talking about document rather than create. In other words, you document your your day like he just has somebody following me as D-Rock following him around with a video camera and yeah. out of that becomes that day's story. Well, I think you're going a little you're going deeper than that. But a lot of what you're doing with your podcast seems to come out of, okay, I need to focus on personal branding. 
So why don't I teach people a little bit about personal branding and I'll learn about it too. Or, you know, hey, it's the end of the year and I got to figure out what I'm going to be spending on doing a podcast. So why don't I give people an idea of what it costs to do a podcast, both at a, at a high level and if you're just getting started and you want a simpler package. So I, I think, I don't know if that's the way you look at it, but it's sort of like you're talking about where you're at in the process. So unless you're living a life where nothing is happening ever and you have no goals or no challenges, um, your, your content seems to come from what's going on in your life. And then I think you do more of the straight document kind of thing, like when you do Instagram stories and things like that, where you just talk about what's going on, what you're feeling, where you're heading. But I, I think the 15 minutes that you put in the podcast is interesting because you're documenting in that in the sense of dealing with where you're at, but you're using it to teach, too. Yeah, no question. Yeah, I, I mean, that analogy is definitely where I didn't know that I was doing it. And I like I know. I actually believe in that document process. I think it's a really good thing. I didn't know that was what I was doing. One, I kind of did when I first started, um, but it's sort of come to play where I really am. It's, it's, yeah, it's kind of a selfish, a selfish help <laughs> thing, you know, because I'm really, I'm really like, I was really, I knew that I want to do something really good on, like I wanted to start a business. I wanted to do this, but I didn't really know what I was doing. And, um, you know, I'm not, I'm good in the creative side of, more than I am in the business side. So I knew I had to figure right. this all out. Uh, and the podcast was like this, not an excuse, but it was really this like platform that I knew that I could create content. Um, and I look at it as like a body of work too. Like, so like the reason I sort of document it is like, I'm looking at it as this sort of like, you know, this big book that I'm putting together and this big, you know, right. piece of content that is going to ultimately help people further down, down the road, you know, like, so I know that I was going to, um, just share everything I was doing as I'm doing it, and it would help other people, and it would help me in the same time. So, so each there. podcast, each piece of content becomes almost like a, another mini chapter in the autobiography, yeah. right? Like for in the future, nobody's going to read things; they're going to just read to us, right? <laughs> just think sure. about something. Hey, I want to know the answer to that. Um, yeah. So anyway, yeah, this is you know. Go ahead. I was going to say that is the goal to put it all together into a book. I ha I gave myself to the end of end of the year to come up with the first sort of chunk of book and uh the years their years rapidly dwindling as i you know um i, I made this goal in january of course when right, right. most people make resolutions and uh it it's going fast the window is closing quickly but right. yeah that was the goal i'm um, just because i i started this podcast with the intention of kind of creating as much evergreen content as i could um, while still staying relevant to the time that we're in. Like that was my goal to keep it very, I didn't talk a lot about dates and times. I just try to keep it very current, very relevant, yet not really like time sensitive. So welcome uh, Claudia Santiago. Thanks for joining us. Speaking of somebody who's always pushing forward, Claudia creates a tremendous amount of content and particularly live stream content um hosting shows seemingly almost every day uh great to see you claudia thanks for joining us this is carlos oh carlos phoenix is here hey carlos good to see you as well um welcome everybody really appreciate we're back with a new season uh starting today of uh live stream stars 
and um, we'll be doing two shows a week for the next month. So uh, please do join us. Uh, Thursday night will be an Ask the Expert show with uh, Melanie from Promotional Rescue. If you have any PR questions, she is definitely somebody to ask. So do join us 7 p.m. Eastern on Thursday night. And also, um, since we have Mike here and he's such a great resource, um, we were thinking maybe we could turn the rest of the show into a little bit of, I hate to use this term because everybody uses it, but kind of uh, ask me anything kind of thing, right? If if there's anybody who can answer questions from across the spectrum of content and tech and video and audio and um, business, um, Mike is a great resource. So if you have a question, feel free to put it in the chat or even better, uh, We'd love it if you jumped into the lobby and came on and asked your question on camera where you can then, uh, you know, ask a follow up or Mike can ask you a little more and you can uh, maybe come away with something, a new tool you can use or a new idea for uh, your content creation. So uh, we'd love we'd love to get your questions uh, in the time we have left. Um, Anthony asks, uh, this is interesting. Anthony asked, talk to us about your studio room and you, you see almost no live streamers and very few podcasters. When you see video have a place that's treated for sound and you've got one. And it's also really hot. So if I look like I'm hot, it's because I, my air conditioning is right here. I'm in Florida for everybody. So, uh, I have to keep it down on this. Um, it's not as everybody thinks it's fancy, but it's actually not fancy at all. But um, this is like just sound treated uh, panels that I got on Amazon. And uh, it's only covers right behind me, basically. And it made a big difference. I live in a really old cottage with hardwood floors. And uh, so it's really boomy. And uh, I just, this was sort of my solution. And uh, it, it looks fancy or, or, you know, it looks like I'm in a big treated audio room. And it's, it's, it's not quite as, uh, um, elaborate i guess as it as it might seem but um and then i have microphone mixer and uh, i i keep things fairly streamlined or fairly simple in my process um i have a lot of gear um more than i need um yes i'm i'm uh overheating for sure and uh but yeah so basically it's in my it's in my bedroom studio is is my is my studio and uh uh, it works. It's in the corner. Uh, I've got everything I need, and uh, yeah, it's good. Yeah, and it only really matters the part that the camera picks up. So, as far as anybody knows, you are in a you know the Mike Murphy headquarters sure. radio that's studio, perfect. and that's you know, that's the that's the thing. You know, you know when I'm doing tutorials or shooting stuff, I have to like you know I can't point it that way because you'll, you'll get my bed and. Uh, I, I when I worked I worked for a financial news radio station when I was starting out and um they used to uh say coming to you live from high atop the omniplex in downtown and so when I went there for an interview I was looking for the omniplex and the radio station was in a basement so with with audio you can co completely create the illusion but clearly what you have showing on video is uh it's pretty cool setup um that's my you, you got a great microphone as well T tell us about your microphone 
I use the Shure SM7B microphone. Love this microphone. I really do. It's flat. It's like kind of, um, it's not fancy or, you know, like the sound is very flat for a lot of people, but I actually love it. And I speak into a Allen and Heath Z10 mixer. Um, I got a mixer. I had a, I had a Scarlett, uh, Focusrite Scarlett interface when I first started and I was determined that I needed a mixer, you know, and I was like, I didn't really know. And I was like, I have to have a mixer. I didn't really need a mixer. And, um, but it works. They both work good. I'd probably go back to the Focusrite, to be honest with you, if I was setting up another studio. I just like the simplicity of it. Um, and, and I don't do interviews. So the mixer was sort of an overkill type situation. Um, but yeah, so I speak this goes into a cloud lifter. If anyone's familiar with the cloud lifter, it's kind of a booster because this guy's like a really big, it's a gain hungry mic is what it's called. So it requires a lot of power. And so, yeah, so this goes into the cloud lifter. The cloud lifter then goes into the mixer and I use Sony MDR 7506. They're kind of like the, you know, very popular with podcasters, I guess, you know, good, good set of microphones. And then, uh, Oh man, the lights and overheating. Yeah, yeah Professor Naz has a question about how you handle it, or you just deal with it. I only have to do it for this, uh, you know. Like, yeah, um, I have a, I, I've had an issue today with electricity, and uh, um, we were out of power all day today. And then uh, this, it, it's a long story, but yeah, so I can't run this air conditioner, so just I have to deal with it tonight. But um, overheating generally is a common thing in Florida. <laughs> common thing. <laughs> That just comes with the territory. So, you know, I just plug in with USB and in, in, into my computer. I've used mixers when I worked in in radio. Um, what would you recommend for somebody who wants to get uh, either better audio quality, use a use an XLR, use a mic that's only XLR, and maybe they are doing interviews or they do need to bring in sound from multiple places? Would you say um get get the audio interface get the mixer get both get neither <laughs> how would you what would you recommend being like the ideal setup for somebody who wants to have multiple voices on a on a podcast or live stream yeah i mean the mixers oftentimes you have to sort of do your homework on the mix minuses and i don't do the mix minuses enough to really like feel like i'm like super well versed in it i know a lot about mix minuses because i've I study everything and I don't learn anything really in depth until I have to do it a lot. Like that's kind of the way I do everything. I sort of get my handle on a, I, I sort of know where a lot of things are. And then when I need to learn it, I kind of deep dive. Um, but when you're, when you're doing a lot of guests and stuff, like oftentimes the mixer comes out, comes to be pretty handy. Cause you can do like the aux outs, what it is, you know, you basically need to make sure you don't have sound going in and back at the same time. Um, there are a lot of audio interfaces, like the focus rights. I'm a big fan of the focus right, like the Scarlet, those red ones. Um, but you have to get like from the six size six up in order to get like the mix minus the sort of capabilities. And they're a little confusing. The software that comes with those, at least the older ones, are a little bit on the confusing side. So you have to sort of do your homework, like ask people, like, will this do a mix minus? Is it easy? Um, and then in terms of the the microphone. You know the USB, like that microphone you have, is a great microphone. It's fifty bucks or whatever, and it's it's a surprisingly good microphone. And you can do both with that. Um, I think what you plug into is almost more important. You know the pre the preamp or the, the interface that you're plugging into will actually make a big deal. 
uh, you know, big difference for a lot of people. You don't want to get a super cheap mixer, super cheap preamp. It'll just, you know, it won't perform. Yeah, you see, you see a lot of people get like the most expensive mic they can afford, and then they plug it into a seventy dollar mixer. Yeah, like the fifty dollar Behringers are not going to power like it, this thing. You know, this would do it with the cloud lifter, but it wouldn't be very clean. You know, you, you don't want. You have to just. It's all about balance. You know, you have to. You, you have to sort of. It, it all matters. Like the gear, you don't focus on the gear, but the gear does make a difference. You know, I mean, there is, there is things you have to consider when you get into podcasting. I think a lot of people kind of jump into it and then end up backtracking and fixing things, you know? Yeah. And, and I mean, like you can start, like you said, you can start with a $50 microphone. That's a decent, that's, that's really like, for me, this is, I love this microphone. Um, but if I were to say spend, three four hundred dollars more i'm not going to sound three or four hundred dollars better if i have the same setup or just throw right. a cheap mixer uh and then go in by usb and that's all i've got um so you know if i get a spend four or five hundred dollars on a mic I, I i need to spend something similar on an, on an audio interface or more on an audio interface to even start to get the most out of that mic right yeah, I mean, there's a there's a lot of different things that come into play. Like, you have to know how to use the mic. That's a big deal. Like, a lot of people right. don't know that it matters how to use the mic or how to talk into it. Like, it, that matters. Um, you know, and it, it depends what you're using it for. If you're creating a podcast that or a live stream, you know, like that microphone you have, like, you won't need a $300 mic to sound good on a live stream or, you know, brought over, over the internet type thing. Right. You know, so, you have to sort of figure out, okay, what am I trying to accomplish with this gear? And then, um, but if you buy a $50 setup and that's it, you have to sort of, there's some common sense to me that says like, I'm not going to have the same sound as someone who has, you know, a NPR studio. Like there's, you, you have to have a little bit of common sense with that. Right. Right. But it's knowing how to use the gear that you have as well. And then as you feel you need the next step, you'll know. And that's when like, I, sure. For for instance, when I got a I got an interview mic like a handheld, that yeah. I bought like the the difference in price wasn't that great between the say standard average middle of the road and the the one that's like the industry standard. So obviously yeah. I'm going to pay the extra money and get the industry standard so I don't have noise when when I'm mo moving the mic back and forth so it picks up from both sides if I forget to put put it to the person who's speaking, but I mean I I can't make this sound better just because I get a more expensive mic. Like it's not going to sound that much better broadcasting from uh into a laptop <laughs> i mean it's it is what it is right and and if it sounds good it sounds good like that's another thing that a lot of people do especially like with audio editing i know when i first started editing the podcast i would spend all this time editing because i wanted it to be sounded good or sounded good but it sounded good to me and then you know I, you sort of had this thing like well i'm not if i'm not doing it all then i'm probably missing out well if it sounds good you that's good enough sometimes you know like there's there's sort of that um i think some people overthink a lot of that stuff when it comes to the audio like if your microphone sounds good and it does then like there's no reason to upgrade yeah hey coach jenny welcome welcome jay garrett jay thanks for the nice compliment uh and professor nez thank you as well no i i 
would not say that my voice is that good, but I appreciate the the compliment. Um, you know, so so moving from from like podcasting and and video, you also do as as pretty much anybody who has a live stream or a podcast, you're going to have a blog that goes with it, right? And with the blog and with the content you create comes social media. How much time, effort, strategy do you put into distributing your content and getting it out there either on Twitter or through uh, Facebook groups or any anywhere else? Well, I can tell you I'm not nearly as good as you are. <laughs> you have been... I mean, truly, I've been like, "Holy cow! This is how you this is how you promote something." I really have been impressed watching you. Oh, oh thank I, you. I stink at it. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible. Um, in terms of, I'm terrible at self promotion. I always have been. Um, I sort of mix stuff, and I don't. That's sort of my biggest weakness. I'll be completely honest with you. Is is getting my stuff seen? Um, is not something that I. It's something that bugs me because I work hard at making stuff, but yet I don't spend. I do all the sort of necessary stuff, but I don't do all that I all that I can for sure. And I know a lot about it. I just don't. I don't. I don't follow through with a lot of the social, like the oversharing. Not oversharing, but like I could do a lot more. I guess is what I'm. Um, you, you know, I'm aware of it for sure. Um, and watching you sort of promote this and promote everything, I was like, wow, that's it's impressive because it works. You know, like I know it works, and I could do a lot better than that. Um, but I'm. I, I do put my stuff out there. Like I do make sure that I have, you know, on all the kind of major platforms, my blog has sort of been like over on medium um, that, and I'm kind of bringing it back to my website. That's sort of a project that I'm working on. Um, it was sort of a, something I wish I didn't do. I use my sort of podcast show notes as my, as my actual blog, like the content. Um, but I put a lot of stuff on medium and, um, and then Instagram has always been sort of, my focus because I'm I have more of a creative side. I like the visual of things. Um, so I started out. It was all photography and stuff like that. Um, I enjoy Instagram by far the most. Um, right. I like everything about Instagram. So I spend the most time there for sure. Well, um, you, you you own Instagram with your tutorials. It's amazing. Um, it, when when you look at um, oh, welcome Bob Tom, Barb Tomlin. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Michael Ray had a question about um, what you use to uh, broadcast. You kind of went through that, but if you want to run through it real quick, uh, you know, kind of what real quick again for people what who are just joining us, what your setup is. Uh, uh, sure, SM7B microphone into a cloud lifter that boosts it into a mixer by Allen and Heath and Sony headphones, uh, MDR seven, five Oh six. I say that like everyone knows it, but uh, the, the common the standard, uh, <laughs> seems to be the ones that a lot of you people use. Oh, and I use, I'm using the Logitech C920 webcam. Cool. Um, cool. I, as an FYI, I upgraded uh, what I thought was an upgrade to the C930. I don't know if I know there's a lot of live streamers out there. Um, and I, I think the quality was better, but I didn't it, like it sort of shifted on me a lot. So I went back to the C920. I've been getting a lot more consistent. So was the um, 930 the one with 4K? It doesn't have 4K, but it, it seemed to be made for Max, and um, it seemed to have a little bit of a. It was more expensive, and uh, mm -hmm. I have to say, like I really struggled with it. And even though it felt good right out of the box, um, as I my C920 kind of warms up, it, I seem to get a better picture throughout. Like it, stays more consistent so 
um, if that helps anybody. The C930 um, for me did not, it didn't pan out. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm using the C922 that I got, I don't know, maybe back in like February or March. Um, but not using it today because for whatever reason, um, sometimes uh, apps like this don't pick it up. So it's actually the first time, uh, <laughs> I guess, since I started using it where I've done a show and I've been on uh, just your basic uh, built in, which is still fine. Like if you're just getting started live streaming, it's fine to use your built in. Um, after a while, you try out. Uh, an external. I had no idea what a jump it is using an external, uh, like a Logitech webcam. I thought, well, it's just that's for people, you know, if you don't have a decent webcam in your computer. Well, you probably don't now that I've seen what a good webcam is. Um, and so I, I do like the fact that it gives like a, a little more depth of field. I'm not just like up like this, like I am today when I'm going through, but you can see the background and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, but, but like I say, you can certainly do a show with a, a built in and, um, yeah, people have been using the C920, like Barb says, uh, producing better results than, than the one you mentioned. But, um, I, I've been really happy with the C922 and, uh, it's good. It's good. Um, so what's what you got? You got episode 100 coming up. Um, people yeah. who are more interested in finding out about your setup and the gear you use and recommend can go to mikemurphy.co and check out your resources. What else is uh, coming up for you as we, we head into the end of the summer and the fall? What are you looking to accomplish here in, in, in 2017? Well, I, I really want to make a few classes. Um, they've been sort of the... Um, the things I've been really trying to get to. I make so much content tutorials and stuff, but I haven't been able to really pull everything together. I've made a few classes in the past, um, but I'm working on a few things that I just want to kind of bundle up some just sort of intensive stuff. Um, nothing big, nothing really um, elaborate type things, but um, I really want to create these like little libraries of useful information for people. Um, it's just, I learn in like short form tutorials, like kind of quick. I'm really about not quick, but like I want condensed, really like to the point type stuff. Right. Um, almost like cheat sheet type things is the way I look at everything. I know everybody's strapped for time, and I know I am like when I learn stuff now, I want it to the point. Right. Um, so I, I try to create these. So I have all these things in my mind that I think are going to be helpful for for people. And uh, I'm just trying to pull it all together. So that's a real focus or a priority of mine is to put some of these sort of classes together, um, short, really short order classes and uh, around all the stuff that I already teach, but just a little bit more cohesive. And uh, and just on the note, when you were mentioning my stuff, if anyone has, I'm really open to, like questions and stuff. So if like if people want to reach out to me on Instagram or on my you know website, contact, whatever, like I love answering questions. So. Um, by all means, it, it doesn't matter if it's about gear. I, I love the Adobe suite. So anything related to that stuff, I, I love talking about it. So questions are, I'm always open for them. Yeah. Um, actually, Anthony had a question earlier. And gang, if you still have uh, some questions to ask Mike, we've we've still got some time left. So please do throw those into the chat. Anthony had asked earlier what you use or where you do your editing for audio. I use Adobe Audition, um, and 
I had touched on it before I started my podcast, but I didn't really know audio. Um, I've been an audio kind of person my whole life, but I didn't, you know, I kind of played around with GarageBand and um, stuff like that, but I didn't really edit audio. I really had to kind of learn um, all the, all the words and everything made, like I knew everything or, you know, I'd, I was familiar with compression and all that stuff, but I didn't really know how to edit audio um, until I started my podcast. And um, I started just using an audition and uh, I'm a fan for sure. Uh, I think it's really easy. I think even beginners pick up on audition. There's not a ton to it. It looks kind of complicated at first, but, um, and I keep things really fast. Like I'm really simple when it comes to editing and stuff like that. Like I don't, I do, I do not spend a lot of time in the editing phase. Right. Like it's, I'm also, I'm also, my show is solo. So I have a lot of control over my podcast. Like when I'm done recording, like it's fairly, there's not a lot of editing that needs to be done at that point. Like, I mean, I, I go through it, but it's, it's pretty quick process for sure. Right. Do you have a favorite show from among the 99? Um, that's funny. You asked that. That was part of my upcoming 100 show. Oh, okay. Say. Um, there's, there's a few that come to mind. Um, I, one of the, my favorite shows, I, well, I did a show on Adobe Audition, actually, that I thought was kind of cool. Um, the head of Adobe reached out to me, which I oh, wow. blew my mind. Yeah, not the head of Adobe, the head of Audition. So I was like, I remember that show because it, it was like so cool to me to have this guy to be like, oh, the Audition team, listen to your podcast. You know? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that is <laughs> pretty like, awesome. Yeah, that, like so that like but i liked the show to begin or, you know like i i, I kind of liked it because i was like learning about it and then when they did that it made it it made it a favorite i guess because of that probably that moment so that was kind of cool right uh, now it's pretty cool that you've had like somebody from adobe audition reach out to you or the head of audition reach out to you um, do you find that in like getting business, you get business more from like word of mouth or do you, or have you had people come to you and, and want to work with you because they heard your podcast or they saw a tutorial on Instagram or something like that? Well, the phone is not ringing off the hook for right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm not batting people away. <laughs> I set you up with a softball and you bunted it. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I would say I would say I get the most sort of like questions and like people sort of asking about it is through um, through the podcast. Like they heard something and they, um, yeah, they need help with with gear. Or they need help with you know. I do a lot of like sort of helper consulting type things through the podcast for sure. Um, and locally, I get a lot of people. You know, I, I do a lot of my work actually locally with people who. Um, who are familiar with it and just know that I'm in the tech space, you know, uh, and that right. basically a lot of the local businesses that are trying to get an online presence know that's what I end up talking about. So they, they want help with that. So, so what is, um, what a content do you consume? Um, that's, you know, obviously spend a lot of time creating content, but what, is there anybody that you look to as somebody who's doing it right? Or, wow, I got to watch that person. I can't miss what they're creating, whether it's a podcast, it's a blog, it's books, it's, you know, whatever content that's come that they're producing and they do well. Is there somebody that you look to as, wow, that's, that person is, is how you do it. 
Um, I can tell you that I've been consuming less and less content the more I've been, you know, kind of involved with everything. Like I used to be a really big content consumer. I took tons of tutorials. Lynda.com was like, I took every night, like, and I listened to a lot of podcasts all the time. Uh, I've been less and less and less. Um, but, you know, you had mentioned Gary Vaynerchuk, who I started following like way back when. Like, I don't follow his stuff to like to the point where I like, I just think he's actually on the right track of personal branding, right. content creation. Um, it, it, I didn't know it, to be honest with you, like, but like we were having this parallel path. And I was like, the more I sort of watched him, the more I'm like, you know, it's actually what I'm doing. And or not, you know, I've learned a lot from his like sort of approach because I think it's sort of practical. Um, so yeah, I do find value in his stuff for sure. Um, but I sort of, I'm on this path. Like I, I kind of don't listen to a lot of things. Like I, I really am on this like sort of like train of just figuring things out. Um, so I really try hard not to be influenced by people. Like when I first started, I was teaching about podcasting. So I stopped listening right. to any podcast that had anything to do with podcasting. Cause I did not want to be influenced. Um, so that's sort of, it, it's kind of strange. Like, I don't want to hear anyone else's take on the stuff that I'm doing because I don't want to be like, it sounds kind of weird, but, um, like I want to learn and be inspired, but I also want it. I don't want to be, like, I don't want to be affected by it, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you like doing what you're doing and you're happy with the results. So it's kind of like, why not find what's inside of you to do rather than, kind of paint by numbers and do what yeah. the expert says you're supposed to do. I mean, I'm, I'm really, in, like, I really looked at people who are doing good things. Like, I like seeing people who are, you know, doing great things, um, for sure. Um, I just, you know, I just, I had my head down on a lot of things, to be honest with you, and I just go, you know, so there's no yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, Barb says, doesn't sound weird at all. You got to be you. Um, yeah. Claudia says, yeah, I do that with sometimes um, just create, you know, your own sound. And of course, when Claudia mentioned sound, she's a musician, singer. So that's uh, that's a big part of it. Um, listen, this is awesome having you on, guys. If you would like us to do this kind of uh, not necessarily another like live stream stars, but do something where we get on from time to time and just take questions about whatever is going on with your content creation or you need help with something. Um, Mike's such a tremendous resource to something maybe we could do. Uh, yeah. A couple times a month or whatever. If that's something that that's interested that you'd be interested in, uh, do let us know in, in the comments and we'll, uh, come back and, and do this again another night and take questions and, uh, definitely bring more people on and, and, and interact with you and kind of see, what's going on with your content and how we can help you take it to the, to the next level and do come back Thursday night. We do have uh, Melanie from uh, promotional rescue always makes me think of the Rolling Stones song, emotional rescue. I'm sure. That's why she chose it. Uh, oh, if, I love that name. Yeah. So she's a, a great, great, uh, at PR and also uh, has been an actor and is a fascinating personal story. So do join us uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m. Eastern for Ask the Expert. And Mike, thanks again for coming on. It's MikeMurphy.co. C-O is the website uh, at Mike Unplugged on Twitter and Instagram. The 
podcast is Mike Unplugged. Have a great night, everybody. Thanks again for joining us. Thanks, Russ.